0: Welcome to Toolbox Talks, the newest podcast for contractors and tradespeople in the home services industries. Listen and learn from different thought leaders as they share their personal and professional journeys and reflect on industry trends and other ideas about how to grow your company. Let's get started. Good morning. Hey, it's Jeff Shavitz, uh, president of Toolbox and then Welcome to another edition of Toolbox Talks, and this morning, we are very fortunate and lucky to have Brian Cohen, business strategist of SFP Advisors. Brian, good morning. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, I love it. I'm excited to uh, go over some neat, neat stuff today. Where'd you get that shirt from? I love your master's shirt. You. <laughs> it's good to
1: have a friend who can go to the master's. <laughs> that's, that is true. That, that's the best it's, better, part it. it's better to have one that'll invite you. But it's good. That's, that's the next step of the evolution of me getting there. So Let's see how
0: good this podcast goes. And if it goes well, maybe you'll get an invite <laughs> in, the, in the coming years. So, um, so Brian's been a friend for about a year and a half now. We're both in the contractor space. And Brian's got a really unique niche. And Brian, why don't you share with our audience you know, what you do and how you do it and just your take on the industry and where you see it going in you know, home services and HVAC.
1: Sure. No problem. My company, SFP Advisors, we're a CPA firm that does mergers, sales and acquisitions with HVAC, plumbing, mechanical, and industrial contractors. We represent sellers. We've been doing this for probably twenty years, I want to say. Um we've handled about three hundred transactions, probably $1.5, $1.6 dollars of assets, and we have been incredibly successful on getting sellers really a top multiple for their business. You know, um, our access to buyers, I mean, we have the biggest rolodex in the industry. You know, when we take a client to market, we're going to get a lot of folks are going to look at this deal to see if it's viable for them.
0: With, with the pandemic, the past you know year, year and you know thirteen months, what have you seen as trends that are going on in HVAC,
1: plumbing? You know, all the companies that you're talking to. Well, they became essential services. So it's interesting you say that, and I've repeated this on a couple other conversations that I've had with some other podcasts. I did a, uh, a webinar with these private equity guys out of the Northeast, I want to say probably about late April of last year. You know, the pandemic just started hitting. Schools were being shut down and everybody was on a two-week, you know, a couple-week lockdown. Um, you know, I probably talked to 50 to 70 uh, contractors throughout the country and their numbers were going up and to the right because people were home more. Obviously, they're using these, you know, the AC, the plumbing, everything in their house more so than they had from before. Those annoying little things that had been going on, now they wanted to have them fixed because they're in their homes 24-7. So what you started to see was this, this bump in the numbers. So I'm having these conversations with these buyers on the other side. And the buyers are saying, you know, basically, like, who's for sale? You know, they want a deal. And I understand. They all want a deal. And I said, I don't think you're getting a deal. As a matter of fact, their, their EBITDA, which is how all these deals are based upon, and I'll go into that in just a minute, um, their numbers are going up as the right, their revenue one, which means revenues are, excuse me, which probably means the EBITDA numbers are, gonna, are following just the same. And I think you're going to pay more for these businesses than what you think. And I heard laughs ha 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 I probably after this after that that webinar, I probably had twenty something phone calls that came off of it, and it was the same conversation every time. hey, I think you're gonna pay more. <laughs> so now you're pandemic proof, right? Your essential services, your numbers are going up and to the right. Um, these are have been considered recession proof businesses for decades. in the last six or seven years, we started introducing these deals to private equity. It took a really good liking to the space, and now there are hundreds upon hundreds of these buyers that want to buy these businesses. So kind of the way I explain it is, you know, look at it from a a, a housing market scenario, right? Jeff, you want to sell your house. You want one person looking at it or several hundred looking at it, you know, 50, 60, 80, you want more because you know, when more people are looking at it, it's going to be a competitive bidding process. So our goal is to create that scenario each and every time for our clients And, and, or, you know, that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario is, get them a really good number for their business and a really good chemistry fit with who their partner's going to be. Because, and I don't mean to drag on here, I'm gonna pass it back over to you in a second, but most of these deals, when an owner sells, they don't get their check cash and leave. They're gonna be part of the business for a number of years. You know, Whether it's a shorter transition period, or they're really gonna partner with the private equity company moving forward because they're gonna reinvest with private equity, right? They're gonna get their check, they're gonna invest part of it into the fund, you know, and look to see the fund payoff in a couple of years down the road, too. So there's been a lot of those deals that have been happening. And I think the most surprising trend is the number of owners that are considered to be younger owners. You know, when we used to do these deals, well, listen, there's a 65, 70-year-old man who'd been doing this for 40-plus years, 50 years, and just enough was enough. It was time for him to move on. Well, now it's, you know, we're doing deals with guys in their 30s. Because they want to get paid today, right? They want that, that money to invest, to grow in one direction. They're still going to run the business. They've got a reinvestment piece for private equity. <clears throat> there, there's some serious wealth that can be made that way. And it's just not for somebody in their 30s. Obviously, 40s, 50s works the same, some 60s as well. But just give you an idea where, where the trend is going now.
0: Are you seeing a lot of roll ups right now where the bigger players want to absorb the, the, you know, there's a lot of, as we know, the solos and one to two to three person technicians? And then there's these major companies that are on the other end of it. Are you seeing a lot of you know, more transactions in the small to mid-size, the larger, or is it really across the board right now?
1: No. Yeah, we are. So back in the day, nobody, you know, it was very hard typically to, to do a deal where the revenues were less than two and a half million because the stereotype was they can't, they don't have the financial house in order. So it's hard to value a company when you can't get certain numbers over. So obviously these guys over time figure out certain other ways to be able to value it. But most of the buyers in that situation are the bigger player in town. You know what I mean? So you take a look at where we're at in Broward County, Florida, which is bordered by Boca on the North and North Miami on the South, you know, Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale. So here I am as an HVAC contractor. I'm doing 10 million a year. I want to grow. I want to make an acquisition. All right, let me see if I can find a guy for a million and a half, two million bucks, put a deal together, either make him part of my team Buy them outright, you know, I've got a GM that can can go ahead and run the business. Plus, I want the text and I want the phone numbers and everything else. They have figured out how to value those businesses, but it's never, back in the day, it was never really a top dollar scenario. There was going to be some hold back, let's pay out of the time. If that's whatever deal they could put together, basically. But now what we're seeing is there is now another scenario where I've already partnered with private equity, right? And I'm 10 million and I'm in Fort Lauderdale. And now my private equity partner is looking for bolt-ons for me. You know these million and a half to two million dollar guys. Again, you're being looked at by bigger players. Same challenges. Got to be able to get your financial house in order. But yeah, we're we're starting to see those as well. So that that's uh that's exciting. I don't know how the how long that lasts for. I'm just telling you, it's different now than it was from before. With your company SF um, and P,
0: do you also help these smaller contractors get their financial house in order? Because as we both know. Many, many contractors are incredible with their hands, but sometimes running the business on the back end is not their true skill set. Is that a service that you provide
1: to these uh, contractors? We, we, we don't. You know, so, so let me take a step back. It's kind of a, not the easiest answer. You know, when we are, look to take a company to market, we're going to ask for certain financial information to get an idea of where they're at. So we can have a, a pretty candid conversation kind say, kinda, here's the, the value range for you but we just don't have the time to be able to sit there and put somebody's financial house in order. Um, we just don't. So, but, but it, and it is incredibly important. So one of the most important things that a smaller company can do is really get the right bookkeeper or financial manager or, or, or crazy great relationship with a CPA, right. Or bookkeeper that understands the business and can keep the financial house in order and also teach the owner what we're looking at because there's a lot of breakdown. there. You know, we've seen deals, um, you, know, you get through them, you find out that they've been mischarging or underbilling or there's been money that's, that's out that needs to get paid or money was taken out of the company. There was cash that was never recorded. You've got to have your financial house in order and you've got to be able to become a good financial manager. And Jeff, part of the problem is, like what you're saying, here I am. I'm, I'm a fantastic HVAC tech, right? Everybody in my area knows me. Well, I get a lot of calls. Well, miraculously, I'm one person. Well, one becomes two. I start to bring another person in and a third person in. And the next thing you know, I have a business, right? My expertise is in fixing HVAC systems, not in financial management of business. So you've got to figure out a way to educate yourself to to, to learn how to do that. And there's a lot of these affinity groups out there that teach you the financial management, you know, of your business. You know, I'm sure you're aware of a bunch of them, right? You got Praxis S10, you got an X-Star, you got Service Roundtable, Service Nation, um, SGI, Uh, EIGA, I think there's a lot of these groups, CEO Warriors, another one that kind of will teach you how to go ahead and and financially manage your business. Because once you understand that, I don't want to say the business becomes easier, but it becomes more predictable and you understand it better. And I also think that many of these
0: entrepreneurs that turn contractors, turn business people, because at the end of the day, they are running a very significant business, whether it's a million dollars a year or or 20 million. Absolutely. What would be your thoughts to a business owner who's looking to exit in the next one to three years should they be reaching out to your company now or is the time frame hey we can wait till maybe a year prior to a potential
1: exit so my my suggestion is this we have never turned anybody's call away i will talk to everybody i do it nonstop. i've done podcasts i have guys who call me that are sub five million no problem we have a conversation we get an idea where they're at i have a um pdf that we put together called the two to five year plan for smaller companies, things they should do, how they should be setting up their accounts, how they should be looking at their businesses, kind of what the marketing and advertising spend should be. And I, I'm, I'll and answer that. Listen, my cell phone number is 954-226-3409, 954-226-3409. Send me a text. Say, hey, I heard you're on Toolbox, right? Jeff said you could help me out. I get back to everybody. I don't leave anybody in a lurch um, because I know, listen, you may be small today, but you're in a growth pattern and, you know, maybe five, 10 years from now, we're doing a pretty big deal. You know, these deals don't happen overnight, by the way. So yeah, we have no problem helping somebody out, giving them, you know, a, 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 some type of guidance on what direction to go in. I don't want to say advice when I here in the advice business, but, you know, I, I do have this form that I can get out to anybody who's interested in having you. And uh, you know, you you want know to
0: send, send it to us, and we'll post it on our on our toolbox yeah. website for you as well. I think both of your deals are geographically situated where, since we're both in the South Florida market, it's more done by geography versus a national play to roll up, you know, HVAC companies um, for a bigger region.
1: Right. Well, you have buyers that are in different areas. Um, and they are aggressive so we have some guys that are on the east coast now that are looking to you know make deals or want to look at deals on the west coast and guys on the west coast that are starting to come further east how far they'll go i don't know but if you own the geography you know what i mean if you want to own the northeast or southeast or southwest you know these guys just want to keep growing so naturally you're going to have to eventually break out of that space um for years you know we had there were guys who just specifically looked at stuff on the west coast and guys I want to say that buyers in the Northeast are probably more open about taking a look at deals in other areas. Guys on the West Coast may be buyers in the West Coast, not as much as the, as the East Coast buyers, but they're now all starting to look kind of all over the place. So if a company is big enough, has EBITDA margins that are big enough, they want to see it regardless of where they're at. And that's, you know, with, with the number of buyers, by the way, another piece of this equation that we didn't talk about, you, know, you have a number of buyers that have entered the space as well that are kind of new because they need to get deals done. You know, they, they raise a, a fund. They're used to seeing a couple thousand deals come across their desk in a month. We're now seeing a couple hundred. And our space continues to produce them. So we've got a lot of these guys that are looking at and looks at our space that have never looked before. So when we're taking a deal to market, you know, we're seeing 50, 60, 70 buyers or more sign on as closure agreements to so go ahead and take a look at what the deal is. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I think having a professional like yourself
0: and your company behind is such a valuable asset to help these owners monetize their hard work over the past 10, 20, 30 years. Not only without a professional, it's it's very difficult. And your expertise and one, we're friends, with two, I've seen what you've done in the market, especially in South Florida. You're a great guy, an average golfer, but a great guy. <laughs> um, I, I would well, you know because I can't get out you're, uh, on your uh, on course. I would highly recommend anyone who's listening to Toolbox, you know, this week, reach out to Brian. Brian,
1: anything in closing you want to share with the audience? Um, you know, slow and steady stays it wins a race. Stay the course. You know what I mean? Just we get these calls. Hey, we want to partner up with this one and that one and grow our ebit and do all this stuff. There is a pattern. You know, you have to be patient. Wealth is not created in one day, right? You're investing. You're compounding Rule 72 to get to where you want to go. Kind of have to work that way with your business too. Develop that reputation. But get those service maintenance club contracts. Whatever everybody uses a different term get those because they give your business predictability in its revenue for the following year. You know, and if you're in one trade HVAC, see what it takes to bring on plumbing. Or if you're in all plumbing, you know, obviously see what it takes to bring on HVAC because you could, I don't want to say literally double up, but you could grow your business pretty significantly without any additional advertising spend. You already have, you know, all these maintenance agreements. So it's amazing.
0: Up. Even with our um, HVAC company, we pay our monthly maintenance of X number of dollars. Well, that's very predictable income. So what they are looking to sell based on EBITDA, you know if you have 1,000 customers, 5,000, you know you're bringing in that you know $30 a month. That money really adds up, and the, and the compounding nature is enormous. So, and, um,
1: and more importantly, you're building a fence around your, your customer. So the next time your tech is in the home and he says, by the way, we, on, we now do plumbing. By the way, here's all these other services that we offer, right? So you're going to get two times a year to go into that home to basically do your job. And offer something to the homeowner. The bigger your 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 database of those maintenance contracts are, the more opportunities you have for additional revenue coming out of a house. So,
0: it's incredible. I may, I may leave our SaaS based technology firm of toolbox and become a HVAC company after this conversation. So, <laughs> Brian Cohen of SFMP Advisors, thank you so much for your time this morning. And we'll get on the links pretty soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, Appreciate bye. it. Take care. You bet. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on social media at Toolbox Payment and download the Toolbox Payment app to drive more profitable business today. Until the next podcast.